Hey guys, what's up? It's Mel. Welcome to Seat at the Table podcast. I'm so excited to have you here for season two. I know that the Lord is going to do something great in all of your lives. And hey, listen, if you want to support the podcast, comment, subscribe, and share to your family and friends. Everyone needs to hear about God's word. And this is an amazing way to be touched by Jesus. I pray that this season is a blessing to your life and that the Lord may speak to you on the areas of your life that he wants you to work on. God bless you and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Seat at the Table podcast. This episode is titled Dating in Christianity. We are going to be talking about something that is very difficult to hear, but I feel like it's needed. And so girls or guys, welcome to this episode. I really hope that the Lord opens your eyes on what he wants for you in your life when it comes to dating, marriage, and all things Jesus. And so get started grab a notebook grab a pen grab your bible we are going to be going over some verses and we are going to be talking about dating in christianity you know dating in christianity is something that when i first heard about it it was completely different for me and it felt really hard to accept because i was always taught otherwise like by the world i was taught otherwise my mom always told me you know wait until marriage this like marriage is from Jesus, like he desires marriage to be between a man and a woman so that they become one flesh. And so when I had first heard of that being unsaved, like two years ago, I was like, no, like, that's not how I view it. But then I went through some things that really taught me why Jesus says to wait until marriage and that marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman and there are to be one flesh. You see, because when two people get married, and it becomes a beautiful relationship that they become a covenant with Jesus. A covenant is a relationship with Jesus. Talk about Abraham having the Abraham covenant with Jesus. I mean, that's beautiful. God promised Abraham a nation, descendants, to, to make all his descendants as numerous as the stars. Like That's what God promised Abraham because he was in a covenant with Abraham. And that's what the Lord does when we are married to someone, to our future spouse, husband or wife, depending on your gender. He says that that's a covenant with him. And so although things have changed, my perspective on dating has changed completely. I mean, I saw it differently than I did two years ago. I see it completely different now because of the things I've gone through. And I really understand why the Lord tells us to wait until marriage on why we should be patient and we should wait on him. Society has changed. The way that they teach kids have changed. The way that they teach adults have changed. The way that they raise kids has changed. Why? Because things have changed so much. You know, there is an agenda that the enemy tries to put everywhere. And they're feeding that to children. They're feeding that to people that, you know, don't know Jesus. The Bible says that the God of this world has like literally committed himself to to like blinding the eyes of unbelievers. Why? Because there is an agenda that wants to be fulfilled by the kingdom of darkness, but will not be fulfilled. And one of them is dating. You see, the enemy wants to distort your idea and your image of dating and what a marriage between Jesus and you and your husband or you and your wife may look like. But I believe that the Lord wants us to have healthy relationships. The Lord wants us to have a healthy marriage with him. And so I think that, you know, as hard as it is to wait and it can feel impossible to happen, that's the lie that the enemy wants us to believe. 
When people fall in love, something happens. And I think that when you're in a worldly relationship, you feel as if like your love is covering your love for that person is covering all of their flaws and all of their difficulties and all of the things that are outside of your wants and desires and when you are a christian if you have a relationship with jesus because you can call yourself a christian but if you don't have a relationship with jesus you are not going to be convicted of what jesus loves and what jesus dislikes and hates And so I think that when you have a relationship with Jesus, you start to push aside those things that you don't like, right? And you don't have the desire to be with someone from the world. But if you are a Christian and, you know, in that area you are lacking thereof, I think that it's very easy for you to fall into a worldly relationship and think that it's a Christian one because you grow impatient and because you say, okay, well, I need to be with this person because, like, I have this desire and, you know, like, I don't want to wait. Or because you feel like that's the person that the Lord has for you. But there is nothing more dangerous than lacking discernment. And there is nothing more dangerous than lacking God's direction in the person that you should have as a future spouse. I think that it's important to consult the Lord and ask that person and get to know like how they feel. Get to know their, their wants. Get to know their their goals get to know their viewpoints on certain things and see if it's biblically aligned and if they align with you spiritually because if they don't if you get into an unequally yoked relationship you are going to be having long-term consequences because of the problems that you don't address and so i feel like when you don't wait for the person that god has for you you are ultimately saying yes to destruction like you are you're saying yes to discouragement You're saying yes to hurt. You're saying yes to, you know, potential abuse. You're saying yes to all of these things. Because a person that loves Jesus will never hurt you, will never disrespect you, will never put you in a position where you will be discredited. A person that loves Jesus, a person that is a Christian, a person that is equally yoked with you will focus on in a marriage and bring glory to Jesus through the ministry that he has entrusted you and your husband or your wife with. And so... I want to ask you guys, like, why is it so hard to wait? And I wrote some things down on why it's so hard to wait. I feel like this is something on our heart. And the truth is, is that with being an unbeliever is like easier than being with your future spouse. It's more accessible and easier to choose someone from the world because you grow impatient. Because in the world, you know, you see, you feel as if you have so many options because it's very unlikely or at least rare. And, th- and this is why you should wait on the Lord to find someone that's a Christian that you really see eye to eye with and you feel like I can build my life with this person. And so in the world, you try to look for something else because you grow impatient. And it's much easier to put your beliefs aside and open the door to someone that doesn't love Jesus. It's harder to wait when you are in a season of waiting because you feel like you can fulfill your temporary needs much quicker with that person in the world. But although these things will sound much easier to, to accomplish, the hard cold truth is that you will spend your life with someone that doesn't love God, that openly rejects God and will lead you down a worldly path, abandoning your faith, opening the door to addictions and to your future kids. It is dangerous. And the Lord doesn't tell us these things because he wants us to be miserable, but he wants us to be content with just him. If God gives you what you want right now, ask yourself, would it be the best for me? Trust in his timing. The best thing that we can do is say, Lord, right now in the secret place, God, I want to heal from all of the things that I've gone through so that when I am face to face with someone, Lord, that you have sent for me to spend my life with in marriage, Lord, that I can go into a relationship, being able to openly communicate, being able to 
we feel as if like we can change a person that's from the world but the truth is is that they will end up changing us because if we are living our our life the way that the lord teaches us to live our life and we get mixed with someone that lives their life by what the world has taught them we're the one that's going to end up abandoning our faith we're the one that's going to end up being changed because you are putting your beliefs aside for someone that doesn't love jesus and if you are a believer this is why you should wait because you shouldn't be with someone that isn't because your interests your desires and your needs will never connect with the other person the lord knows who you want in your life and if you have been taught worldly patterns if you have been taught a worldly viewpoint on relationships on dating on marriage time reading the word time praying time talking to god will start to change those worldly viewpoints and you will be able to have a godly viewpoint of what a marriage of what a healthy beautiful marriage that the lord intends for you to have will look like you see waiting on god can save you heartache discouragement and constant disappointments because waiting for the lord literally means you are waiting for the person that he entrusted and handpicked himself for you to be married to you can literally trust that you have the blessing of god over your marriage and that you are with someone that respects values and loves you for who you are you will be with someone that will challenge you you will be with someone that will teach you you will be with someone that loves god so much that loves god more than you that they will be able to pour into you and they will be able to love you so let me give you some verses on what god says about this Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what, can fellow, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Righteousness represents a child of God and wickedness represents a child of the kingdom of darkness. So what agreement does a child of God have with the temple of God? Like, what agreement does a child of God, being the temple of God, have with the kingdom of darkness? None. Because light and darkness cannot coexist. The light that is Jesus cannot coexist. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can literally not overcome it, says the Bible. And so what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? And when you research what this word Belial means, it is a name given to the enemy. So what does what do the devil and Christ have in common? Nothing. The fact that Christ has defeated the devil and now Christ lives. And so being with an unbeliever is pretty much having friendship with the enemy and saying, well, I don't really care, Lord, about my beliefs. I want to be in a relationship with this person. But Those of us in Christ cannot be in a harmonious, God-pleasing relationship with an unbeliever because there is no fellowship between light and darkness. You see, a great example of this in the Bible is when God told the Israelites to not be mixed with the Canaanites. He said this many times in the first five books of the Bible. He said to only marry within the household of faith, Israel. And this is for our spiritual protection. No relationship apart from Jesus is a good relationship. And most certainly, love apart from Christ is not true love. We can give an outside appearance to others, but God cannot be mocked and God cannot be lied to. It's important that we take a hard look at our lives and say, what is more important, Jesus or me, or my desires or my wants? You see, God's desires, your desires are never going to be God's desires because what God desires for you is so much greater than what you could ever want for yourself. 
So I want to encourage you today to let the Lord choose your future spouse. Let the Lord change your viewpoint on your worldly viewpoint on worldly dating so that you can have the marriage viewpoint that the Lord desires for you to have. There is something beautiful when we decide to say, Lord, I choose to wait on you. We are instantly dropping the ball and letting the Lord put it where he wants to. And so I think that it's important to not be so hurried in life, to not be wanting to have control over everything and saying, well, I know that God is going to give me everything that's good. The Bible says that, that God withholds no good thing. Like the Lord is literally giving us everything that's good because we are his children living in righteousness. And so when you let the Lord make decisions for you, when you let the Lord pick what he wants for your life, you are ultimately telling the Lord, my desires my emotions, my decisions, Lord, are nothing compared to yours. Because I know that the decisions that the Lord is going to make with my life are going to be good. And I'm going to take a look at my life and say, I'm so glad I waited. I'm so glad I waited for someone that loves me, that respects me, for someone that doesn't discredit me. I am so glad that I am with a person that loves Jesus so much more than he loves me or she. So I think that this is very important to have in mind when you are waiting. The Lord intends for you to have something that's real, something that's genuine, something that is going to make you a better person, a better woman or guy of Jesus, of the Lord. And that's what the Lord intends for you. So my desire is that you choose to wait and that you choose to be content in your season of singleness so that you can be healed, so that you can spend time with the Lord and grow to love Jesus and grow to love his word. I pray that this episode has blessed you and as hard as it is to talk about it and as uncomfortable it may be, it's vital, it's important to our lives to know what person we should be looking for, to know why we should wait, why we should be patient and to really understand what the Lord says in his word. I pray that you are able to see why Jesus says to not be yoked together with unbelievers. I will see you next Sunday with a brand new episode on cultivating healthy Christian friendships. God bless you and I will see you next time.